Are you lost in the chaotic whirlwind of day-to-day busyness? Do you yearn for a deeper sense of meaning and purpose in your life? Welcome to Be You, Your Story, Your Purpose, the podcast dedicated to empowering women on their journey of self-discovery and finding their true purpose through their own story. I'm your host, Brenda Simmons. Welcome to the Be You, Your Story, Your Purpose podcast. Today, I want to talk to you a little bit about choosing a word of the year. Have you ever done this before? I have done it now four times. I'm coming up on the fifth year that I've done, I've been doing this. And I absolutely love this practice. I honestly like it better than doing New Year's resolutions. I find that the New Year's resolutions, I don't always keep, but the word of the year, it is easier for me to focus on that and to, to keep that top of mind throughout an entire year rather than a list of things that I want to do. Now, that doesn't mean that I'm not doing goals and and whatnot, but they look a little bit differently. So what is it? If you've never done it, you know, you might be asking, okay, why would I even do this? What benefit does it get? How do you even choose? So we're going to go over all of those things today. But first, what is it? What is a word of the year? Well, Really, it is just choosing a word that you want to focus on throughout the year. So it could be a character trait that you want to improve, such as patience or kindness, something like that. Or it could be a value that you want to more intentionally live. So for example, um, growth, right? And so it could be anything that you want it to be, really. So why... What does that look like in relation to New Year's resolutions? Because, I mean, most people do New Year's resolutions, right? So if you do a word of the year, how does that relate to a New Year's resolution? Well, there are a lot of ways that you can interpret that. You can have your word be more, well, it can actually replace New Year's resolutions. So I I know people who they don't do New Year's resolutions goals for the year. They just, everything that they do is based off of their word of the year. Now, if that doesn't strike you as something that seems authentic to you, you can go ahead and do New Year's resolutions in addition to your word of the year. I have done it that way the whole time, but I have found, like I said earlier, that, but I have found that as I focus on my word of the year, that becomes more important to me than my goals. And so it's it's really interesting to me how having that word of the year becomes so much more prominent than my actual New Year's resolutions. So you can, so like I said, you can have your word of the year replace your New Year's resolutions. You can do New Year's resolutions in addition to a word of the year. You can kind of do them together where you take your word of the year and then your New Year's resolutions become a part of your word of the year. So what I mean by that is your word of the year becomes a theme. So for example, let's say I used this earlier, your word is growth. Well, maybe your goals then are, I want to read 10 nonfiction books. I want to have a workout regimen where I'm actually growing muscles and and growing your strength you can start adding, start or add to a garden, right? So anything can can be interpreted within the, within the realms of your word. And so that makes it kind of a fun themed 
New Year's resolution in regards to your word of the year. Or you could use, well, another way to do this is to use your word of the year as a rubric or a guiding principle. So this means that you don't necessarily have those New Year's resolutions. But again, even if you do, you can do, then this is kind of what I do. So, but you use that word as, as that that North star, so to speak. So you're measuring everything against, you know, if this is what I want to do, is this really in line with what I want? So for example, let's say your word of the year is present to be present, right? And you've been given an opportunity at work that will require more hours, but a higher pay and future advancements. So there's benefits and drawbacks to this opportunity. And so you look at this opportunity and you go, okay, Will this opportunity be in line with how I'm interpreting the word to be present? Well, and you, it can be interpreted however you want. So let's say your your focus in this is to be present at work and to really work hard and to do all that you can to move your your job forward. Well, and if that's the way you're interpreting that it, then absolutely, that's going to fit right in line with your word of the year. But let's say the way you're interpreting that is you are want to be more present in the lives of your children. Well, then you've got a tougher decision, right? Because this job would take a little bit more time away. It would give you, you know, added income and future advancement. But is that what you need at the moment? And that's something that you just have to weigh. But having that that rubric, that guiding principle, that Northern star that you're focusing on really helps you to make those decisions. So how do you even choose a word of the year? Well, you can do this in a lot of different ways. There's not really one way that is the perfect way. I think that does take a lot of pondering and just kind of sitting with different words you know, what I like to do a lot of times is just find a list. I'll just Google it. And and you can even Google word of the year and, and lots of different lists will come up or you can Google values or whatever you want. But I like to take a look at that list and just kind of one thing that I've done is, is pick out maybe 10 words that really resonate with me and then narrow it down to five and then narrow it down to three and then narrow it down to one. So that's one way to do it. You can also just pay attention to the words that go through your brain. So as you're thinking about this, and and this is a really good homework um, assignment for your subconscious. You know, you can go to bed at night and go, okay, well, what's what's the word of the year that I want? And then let your subconscious stew on that. And then start paying attention to what are the words that pop into your brain. I've done this before too. It's a really, really fun exercise. And it's a great way to let your subconscious guide what needs to be your focus for the year. Um, you can um, have subwords. Now, this isn't something that I tried this last year. So you can have your word, like because let's say you have got a lot of different words that you want to do, right? And so you're like, well, I don't know what, what's what, you know, what's the most important? Well, is there an, an overarching word that can be there? And then you've got 
the, these subwords, right? So um, I'll, I'll get into what I, I did for mine in just a little bit, but that has been a really cool way to work in more than one word. You can also think about things that you want to accomplish. So rather than having your word and then deciding on a theme, you can kind of look at the things that you want to accomplish and go, okay, is there a theme from that? So it's kind of taking it from the, op uh, the opposite angle. So seeing if, you know, from what you want to accomplish, is there a theme in it? And then is there a word that would motivate you to accomplish all of the things that you want to do. So lots of different ways to do it. Those are just a few, but I I've, I think I've employed every single one of them and every single one has been really, really beneficial to me. So, and of course that's not an exhaustive list. If if you've got a way that that you do it to find a, a, a word of the year for you, then, you know, by all means go with that. So what I like to do after I've chosen my word is to then display it. And I've got friends who are very, very artistic and they they do these elaborate things. I do not have that gift. And so I like to do mine more digitally. And so, but I what I usually try to do is to find a some kind of an image that represents my word. So for example, the year that I had Connect, I had the image of Michelangelo's fingers, you know, God and Adam pointing, you know, I, I just, I really like that image and it was just, just the hands. And so I love that even better if I can find an image uh, from a photograph that I have taken. So on the year that I had rise, I had been to a hot air balloon festival and so I'd had all of these pictures of hot air balloons up in the sky and some are big and some are little. And it, and it was just such a fun um, explanation of what I wanted that word to represent in my life. And so I was able to use that. Um, I've used images of flowers before. I did that this last year with my word B. And so that was really super fun. But find some kind of an image that represents what you know, the energy and the feel of what you are wanting to, um, how you're wanting that word to be interpreted. And then what I like to do, again, you don't have to do this, but I have found this beneficial. I will write just a very short descriptive line on what it means to me. And, and then sometimes I'll even add a quote or a scripture or something that again, resonates with me that is very descriptive of that word. And so then I'll put that all into one visual and then I'll print it out in color and I will post it everywhere. And I usually make it, you know, maybe, you know, four inches by four inches. And so it's, it's pretty small, but it is distinct. And so I know that when I look at it, when I even just glance at it, I don't necessarily have to read everything because I know what's there. But just seeing that image is very, very powerful. And it is such a good reminder for me. So I like to post it on my fridge. I'll post it in my bathroom, on my bulletin board. I'll put a copy in my car. I'll put a digital copy on my computer or on my phone. I want to make it very, very abundant that so that every time I see it and I see it often, I am reminded of what that word is. And I immediately know what it is I need to be doing, right? So 
that I, I just, I super, super love doing that. What the other benefit of posting it is you're going to have people ask you about it and they're going to go, okay, what's up with this word, you know, describe this. And you know, what does this mean to you? And it's a really great conversation starter. And in a way it is, it gives you some extra accountability, you know, because other people are now looking at what you're doing and, you know, they might even ask you about it, you know, well, how's that coming with your word of the year? I've had many conversations throughout the year of friends who are, you know, just looking at what the things that they have done throughout the year and how it, it relates to that word of the year. And so that brings me to another point that I have is once you set up your word of the year, be open to seeing how that word gets interpreted and how you are manifesting that word. So that that may sound a little bit weird, but I have so many times had a an experience where I'm like, huh, that's really interesting. My word is this and all of these things are happening. And just because my brain is so focused on that word, I'm, I can see connections between that word and things that are happening in, in my life. And sometimes those connections are things that I would not have thought about before. And, and so that it becomes a really fun game almost to, to see what gets manifested. And it's almost like, um, you know, you've, well, let me put it this way. A lot of times what happens you like you don't know what's going to happen in your life but a lot of times things that do happen you'll go oh i am so grateful i've been focusing on that because that has prepared me for this event that is happening to me it's made me more aware of you know being open to possibilities right and so it's almost like you've got a you know the higher power or or the universe who, you know, when you're trying to to decide on what word and you feel really strongly about choosing one, like go with it because it is the that higher power that is saying, hey, you're going to need this <laughs> this year and this is going to help you prepare for what's coming down your way. And so I have just found that to be so comforting and beneficial in my life. So... Also, interestingly, is are the opportunities that come up that relate to your word. So this is where I'm going to get into this last year. It's been so super interesting. So my word was B, and then I had three sub words for every four weeks, right? So um, I had div- divine I was going to focus on that the first four weeks. So be divine. And then the second four weeks, I was going to um, focus on be whole. And then the last one was to be a champion. And so when I was focusing on the be divine, I was really focusing on, you know, feminine energy and really you know, what my purpose was and am I doing that? Well, I had an opportunity to finally get my life coach certification. You know, I've been studying this stuff for years and years and years. And and so an opportunity to get this 
um, my certification came up and I decided, you know what, this is right in line with what I'm focusing on this year. I'm, I'm going to do this. And so I did. And so that was the opportunity. And then the next three weeks was to be whole. When, as I was going through my certification, it was a lot, a lot, a lot of self-work and a lot of diving deep into some of my own limiting beliefs and, and overcoming them and going through that process of helping others to do it and go through, you know, clear up their limiting beliefs. And, and so I just found that as I was going through this program, I felt more whole. And I thought that was so, that was totally something that was unintended that came from me focusing on being, you know, being me, being divine, being whole. Well, then the last bit was be a champion. And, and it was interesting because as I was in one, things would happen that would lead to the next, right? And so like be divine led to, you know, going, being in the coaching program, which led to being the whole and and working on myself. And that has led to be a champion. And as I was working on being whole, I had this thought that I needed to start a podcast. And, and so I did it. And by the time I got into my last three, three or four months, I was deeply entrenched in setting up the podcast and, and publishing it. And so this podcast is kind of a manifestation of my word of the year. And that has been really amazing. I I mean, at the start of the year, I, it wasn't even on my radar to do a podcast. And yet through my focusing on being divine, being whole and being a champion it has led me to places that I didn't think that I would go. And so it has just been really, really powerful for me. So I encourage you to take the time to decide on what word of the year fits best for you for 2024 to do that homework of looking at different words, pondering on it, pray. If you are a praying person, I highly value prayer in my own life meditate on it, you know, and, and just maybe even try some out and go, okay, if this were my word of the year for 2024, what, what would that, what would that mean for me? You know, how would I interpret that? What would I want to focus on with this word? If you need some guidance on it, just ask me, ask me in the comments. I will get all of those. I would be more than happy to help you out because this has been really, really powerful in my own life. So please do this. If you, if it, it feels like it's the right thing for you, take the time to do it. I encourage you to do that. And until next time, just know, please know that everything you need to know is within your own story. Your purpose is in your own story. And until next time, take care. Celebrate your dreams, let them take flight. For you are a star, shining bright in every step.